Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, uh, it's a great pleasure to welcome in one of the great national baseball voices, and he's done it uh, very well for a very long time. He's Buster Olney, and he's kind enough to join us here on Welcome to Atlanta. Buster, we appreciate the time. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to talk with you, Matt. Uh, got a lot of ground to cover. I want to start with some brave stuff, and then I want to broaden it out a little bit. But um, as we record this on Friday, the Braves are off to San Diego, and then they'll finish up the season with their homestand with the Phillies and the Mets. Still a close race, couple of game lead here over the Phillies. Buster, I, I, I'm not one to probably harp on award stuff too much, but I'm curious to get a national opinion on this. If we agree that San Francisco is going to going to do well in awards season including executive of the year where does Alex Anthopoulos fit in considering I mean their outfield was broken and he went out and made four additions to the outfield how would you view Alex in that discussion yeah I think that he and Farhan Zaidi as you know they those two guys work together in the Dodgers front office they would be the, the two uh you know the two primary competitors Farhan for the the big picture you know from 30,000 feet upgrades he's done with the Giants but I think Alex's work with the Braves this year has been remarkable that, you know, not only reflects uh, an ability to identify talent, but also to be really sort of a boots on the ground understanding of how players think. You know, I've had conversations with Alex in the past where he talked about when he took over as general manager of the Toronto Blue Jays back in the day, he really didn't understand clubhouse culture. And then through the years, he began to, began to learn a lot more. And so for him to respond the way he did when Ronald Acuna Jr. went down and he knew that the players would be down and then augment the roster, it was like the front office equivalent of running out of ground ball. And you you would hope that it wouldn't distinguish him, but it does distinguish him in this era in which we see a lot of teams tanking and giving up. Um, I I personally think that you could do a coin flip between Alex and Farhan, uh, Alex for his in-season work for the Braves this year. Well, it's interesting, and I like the way you put that. See, at, before the deadline, I'm, I mean, I'm telling my audience, I think they should just stand pat. There are too many holes. I mean, you lose Acuna, Ozuna's arrested, Pache underperforms. Like, they had all that stuff. He made the jock move during the All-Star break, and I loved what he said about it. He's like, I wanted to make it clear to my, my guys, we're not standing pat. We're not punting on anything. We're not selling. I wanted the clubhouse to know we're going to make moves. Let's make one now, and we'll, we'll do others during the deadline. So to your point, that clubhouse element of it, it mattered in a big way to him. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, he, um, I, I think that he's grown through his time in working. Uh, he's developed a tremendous understanding of how players react and what, uh, you know, the team needs. And I remember talking with him right after they made the deal for Jock and for Stephen Vogt. Uh, and asking him, sir, what was the thinking behind that? Because I was, look, I'm, my son is a huge Braves fan, and we were watching at the moment that Acuna Jr. got hurt, and my son was like, oh, well, that's probably it. 
given the fact they've already lost Soroka, they've already lost Marcelo Zuna for the season, Darno is out. Um, and Alex's thinking at that moment was, I just want each deal to make the team a little bit better. You know, these were not big, expensive trades they made. Um, you know, it, it took a little bit of cash to make some of these trades. Maybe they gave up a little bit of player value. But you really do wish that more teams would think like this. Look, if we have an opportunity to get a little bit better, we're going to do that. And it's put the Braves in a position with 10 days to go to win the division. Okay, so I want to ask you about the MVP. And, and I don't know, may, maybe this bothers me more than a lot of other people. Considering the word valuables in the award, it's always kind of like stuck in my craw that, you know, either popular uh, popularity, statistical stuff sometimes gets in the way. And it's always been, a you know, I was a 10-year-old kid seeing Andre Dawson win it. And I was like, yeah, the Cubs are in last place. And, you know, A-Rod's won it and just huge numbers. And I don't ignore that. But when I see value in the name, I guess it'll bother me if Otani or Tatis wins the award considering Otani's team was never in it and the Padres have have flailed again down the stretch. Like, to me, that should speak Bryce. That should speak Vlad Guerrero. That should speak Austin Riley. Like, am I misguided on that? I actually was where you were on the award, say, 25 or 30 years ago. Uh, You know, to me, that's that's how I defined it. But then over time, I begin to ask questions like, okay, if uh, the Angels are playing against uh, the Blue Jays in a game, is that game – uh, less important for Vladimir Guerrero or for Otani than it is for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They're playing the exact same game, you know. Uh, the the in terms of what they're trying to do, uh, they're all trying to do the same thing. Mike Trout shouldn't be uh, you know considered to be a less valuable player because his teammates stink through the years. <laughs> and I think that generally speaking, that's how you know broadly the writers have gotten to where it's gone from being. Okay, the MVP has to be a player on a, on a really great team or first-place team uh, to now I think that guys who are on last-place teams will be considered. They're basically picking the most productive player. In 1934, Lou Gehrig won the Triple Crown in the American League. He finished fifth in the MVP voting. <laughs> Mickey Cochran, who hit two home runs, won the MVP. That's absurd. <laughs> you know, I love that take on it. I, I, it's- As time has gone on, I've come to believe that you just picked the best player in the league, the most valuable player in terms of giving production, and this year it's Otani. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings boneless wings a couple of sides a bag of popcorn and of course their homemade jumbo cookies now these are pre-order only you can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the daily draft to get the pre-orders in if you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on uber eats check out the daily draft they have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks monday through friday from 11 30 till 3 30 Again, go to thedailydraft.net, or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. I, and I and I love that perspective, and I think it's a very fair point, right? I, I guess I think back on this, um, you know, years ago, the 91 Braves made their turnaround worse to first, and Terry Pendleton's numbers didn't stack up to Barry Bonds. Like, Barry was, you know, one of the top, at that point, way before the home run stuff, one of the top players already. But I watched that Braves team, and I'm like, I know the value of this guy. See what he's doing. He only hit 19 home runs. He hit 312 or 315. But watching it, you knew the value, and he won the award. And I thought that was kind of a big thing. That and, and I'm not saying this about certain voters, Buster, but I think a lot of guys still look at numbers. And I don't know how much they're watching the games and going, oh, my gosh, look at the importance of this guy. Maybe if his numbers don't add up as much as the Silver Slugger Award winner. And yeah, to your point, maybe there's some give and take on it. But I, I do like when we, we kind of swing back and forth on it. Yeah, and let me give you an example of a vote, uh, a, a, an MVP vote that I had a deciding vote on. Uh, and I think I would do it differently now based on how my, you know, my perspective has changed through time. Back in 1995, Albert Bell had one of the craziest seasons we've ever seen. And the numbers aren't up in front of me, but I think it was like 50 doubles, 50 home runs. He went nuts. The Indians ran away uh, with their division. They were an offensive juggernaut, and they you know, won by a significant amount. Mo Vaughn's numbers were not close to what Albert Bell's numbers were, but the Red Sox weren't as good. I voted for Mo Vaughn because I thought that his production was more difference-making than Albert Bell. Well, over time, you think about that. So Albert Bell shouldn't, shouldn't have gotten that MVP because his teammates were better than Mo Vaughn's teammates. He shouldn't get that award because Mo Vaughn's teammates were worse than him. I, as time has gone on, I, I, I really second-guessed myself for that vote. And as it turned out, it was a close vote. And, and if I had flipped it the other way, you know, like uh, other voters – then Albert would have won the award, and I think that probably would have been right. That's interesting. That really is. Um, so l- let me run through some of the awards, and then we'll get back to the Braves. So you have Otani American League. What are you doing in the NL? Oh, at the beginning of the week, I absolutely would have picked Bryce Harper, and I still think I would pick Bryce Harper, but Juan Soto is beginning to put up numbers <laughs> that are absurd. Uh, since August 5th, 44 games, uh, 54 hits, 55 walks, 20 strikeouts. He's at 55 to 20 walk to strikeout ratio since August 5th. He's hitting 400 with a 572 on base percentage since then. He literally in this moment is the best player in the National League. That said, I probably would pick Bryce Harper. He's been outstanding in the second half. One question on Soto because everything is you know flipped so quickly for for Washington. Like, is there any way, shape, or form? that they would listen to anything if there's some ridiculous offer somebody made, or are they just not even taking calls in the future? Well, no, I don't think they would take calls. I mean, let's face it, at this point, he's your selling point to your fans, your yeah. potential season ticket holders. Here's one of the issues that they are going to have to wrestle with soon. His agent is Scott Boris, who, yep. as you know, almost always takes his clients into free agency. So there will be a tipping point 
as they did with Trey Turner, as they did with Max Scherzer, they're going to have to decide, look, can we sign this guy long-term? If not, when's the best time to trade him? Uh, Cy Young National League. Uh, right now, I would pick Max Scherzer. He's been so dominant in the second half. Uh, you know, I, I think a few weeks ago, I probably would have gone Walker Bueller. I think Corbin Burns has been vastly underrated in this conversation. At this moment, I would take Max. A.L. Cy Young? Robbie Ray. Uh, Ten days ago, Garrett Cole would have been my front runner. Garrett had that terrible uh, outing the other day. His ERA, while his expected ERA, the underlying metrics suggest he's been a little better than Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray has been hot down the stretch. There have been a lot of awards, especially Cy Young Awards, where a guy who finishes well can be difference-making. I'm thinking Jake Arrieta in 2015 against Zach Ranke and Clayton Kershaw. As of this moment, I would pick Robbie Ray. I love the, the Robbie Ray story, too, is one of the great, one of the great ones. <laughs> Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts, don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When, when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much. When I'm talking about home or car insurance, you could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that, and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's Rhodes dash group.com it's spelled r-h-o-a-d-s dash group.com or follow me on real matt land on twitter you'll see the link you can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the rose group locally owned a great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates go to roads dash group.com have them shop your rates they'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes group this morning in the atlanta airport No one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. To, like, trying to find a team, he gets his, his deal, and now all of a sudden he's going to you know probably pick wherever he wants to go in the offseason. Uh, manager of the year, I know. Uh, Gabe Kapler of the Giants. I, I don't think there's any question about that. And let's face it, the Manager of the Year award is the weirdest award because it, it's always, okay, what team uh, overcame, most overcame, uh, you know, overachieved, right. I should say, yep. the perception. And big market teams, managers are almost never considered for that reason. I think in all the years I covered Joe Torre managing the Yankees, he never won the award. Yeah, it's the who does more with less thing. Yeah, I totally agree. What about the Ale? That's a great one because uh, there are a lot of people who would pick Tony La Russa. I think the White Sox were heavy favorites to win that award. I might pick Dusty Baker 
Uh, I do think in this moment, Kevin Cash is the best manager in the American League. It's pretty rare you see someone win that award back-to-back years. I think Kevin would be pretty worthy. That's probably the name I would write in if I had that vote. I think your Dusty Baker thing, by the way, is super interesting. If you just want to like include the importance of, of shutting down the noise and like all the stuff that was around there to begin this season, and, and they've just gotten back to being maybe not the team they were, but in a position that, frankly, a lot of people were rooting against them. And, again, they, they just shut down all the noise. Uh, when he was, yeah, when he was hired as manager, I thought he was the perfect pick. And I do think this offseason, teams like the Mets and Padres, you'll see them boomerang back to go from the managers that are inexperienced that can deal with clubhouses, uh, perceived to be, you know, uh, organization guys, to experienced guys like Bruce Bochy, Buck Walter, Ron Washington. Oh, yeah, it's, I think so too. Um, so back to the Braves. Like, Buster, I've said to my audience that. The finish line for this team, in my opinion, is if they win the division. The, the division never got away from them. Nobody. We saw what happened to the Mets. The Phillies never found their, their legs. And the Braves hung around long enough just to be good enough to maybe win this division. We'll see how it plays out. I just don't have a high expectation after that. I think the Brewers, because it's Milwaukee, they're highly underrated. We see how good the record is. You mentioned one of their pitchers. Their pitching is so good. The Dodgers are on another, another level. The, the Giants have been extraordinary, and the Cardinals are red hot. Tell me, other than it's a short series and the playoffs, anything can happen. And how would I sort of be wrong that the Braves could make some push I don't see coming in the postseason? I do think that at some point, the fact that they've been in the postseason repeatedly, that becomes a weapon. Uh, you know, because you, you know that uh, Freddie Freeman and Ozzie Albies, uh, you know, Adam Duvall, uh, you know, Travis Darno, those guys are going to be comfortable in the moment. I think even Max Freed, because they've been through it repeatedly. I agree with what you just said. Uh, if we were to sort of emotionally seed the five teams, the Braves would be fifth, whatever arrangement they have. And you know what? If, if this season, if what they accomplish this season is to win the division for the fourth straight year, that to me is exceeding expectations in the face of everything they, they've done. Uh, you know, I live up here in New York, and a lot of people say, well, the Mets have had, you know, DeGrom got hurt, and this guy did this, and this guy broke down. And, and my response is always, well, look at what the Braves have overcome. <laughs> right. And that, that excuse can't happen. And I think if the Braves win the division, get knocked out in the first round, they should all go home feeling like they had a hell of a year. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, and here's what I would add. Like, if you're looking for a route, and this is not a, like, traditional route. Like, they're with the Giants where they hit home runs or bust a lot of times. 50% of their offense comes from the home run ball. So is there a route to them, you know, slugging their way? Maybe. But with that against good pitching comes so many strikeouts and, and you know, uh, they, they struggle with those, quote, little things. They don't move the runner. They don't have productive outs. They don't do that stuff. That's why they've been so poor in the extra inning games they played. They just don't do that stuff. And in 2-1 or 3-2 games, if they play those in the postseason, that's just not an element that I think they're going to thrive at. Yeah, and it's, a, you know, the, I, I would agree with you. I also think, I mean, I've seen so many examples in the past, that, you know, a short series. I grew up a Dodger fan. Uh, the 1988 Dodgers were clearly the worst of the four teams that made the playoffs that year. They were completely banged up with injuries by the end, including Kirk Gibson, and they won. Uh, I remember the 2006, at the end of the season, bumping into a scout at a, at a baggage carousel, and he had been assigned the St. Louis Cardinals, who I think finished the regular season with like 83 or 84 wins. He goes, they're not going to win a game in the postseason. They suck, and they won the <laughs> World Series. Those things can happen. You know, Charlie Morton could go out, uh, win a game one, you know, Max Reed could win a game one. Uh, you know, both those guys are capable of winning. Uh, uh, you can get hot for four or five days in a row and suddenly find yourself in a position 
Uh, no one expects you to be. Look at those Giants teams that won three championships in five years. At the end of the regular season, no one looked at any of those teams as being the, you know, the front runner to win the World Series, and they wound up winning those, uh, those three championships. Uh, I want to ask you one non-Braves thing and then go through some players. If the wild card ends up being Cardinals-Dodgers, which is fascinating for so many reasons, yep. but would the Cardinals, <laughs> Wainwright's been, I mean, shockingly good, but it feels like to me that Flaherty in a one game is the better pitcher. How do you think they would attack that against the Dodgers? I think Adam Wainwright would get the ball. Um, look, Flaherty's you know, had injury issues all year. As he comes back, I don't think it's entirely clear you know, sort of where he's going to be at. Uh, he also tends to be someone who fights adrenaline. In a one-game playoff, I want the guy with a 45 heart rate right. <laughs> who's out on the mound, who not only is going to have a 45 heart rate, but he's going to know he can exploit the hitter's 110 heart rate. I, I don't know this. I haven't asked the question. I haven't reached out to Cardinals people, but I assume Adam Wainwright would get the ball and I would assume there's a good chance he would pick, pitch against Max Scherzer, which would be pretty cool. That's just, that's wonderful. I mean, what, what a one-game scenario. Um, okay, let me go through a couple of Braves for you. The Austin-Riley thing is fascinating here locally. Braves fans are like all sports fans and baseball fans, Buster. They have no patience, right? A guy pops right away. They expect there will be no hiccups. And Austin, like a lot of young players, had big hiccups because the league made their adjustments to him. The player he is now, though, at 24, hitting 300, with the power and the, you know, a better view of the strike zone and not chasing, what is the national view of, of how quickly he's ascended to this? Uh, probably surprise because the, the, you know, the valleys were so low during his journey, but it's been very interesting. I remember the first time talking with Alex Antopoulos about him. Uh, what he told me matched what Austin's high school coach, Mark Monaghan, told me about uh, Austin was, at every level he's been at, from the time he's a freshman in high school on up, he will struggle. He will go through periods where he will, uh, you know, he will strike out a lot, and he'll look really bad. And he has such an even-keeled personality. At some point, he begins to make his adjustments. He finds his traction, and then he excels. That that is exactly what he's done. Like literally every step. From the time he was a freshman in high school to what he's doing in the big leagues. Uh, and you love someone who has that great inner confidence that he's going to be able to solve problems. Uh, I, I talked to Alex at the beginning of the year and, and said, you know, it feels like that, you know, Austin Riley, like it, it's an important year for him and in his career because if he struggles, then you guys have to start making assessments. Alex didn't disagree with me, but there was also a confidence based on his history that he would figure it out. Let me ask you about Ozzy Albies, who. I always talk about sort of oh. gets over he gets overlooked locally for a lot of reasons. Freddie's the MVP, Acuna, you know, the attention getter. Acuna went down. Freddie struggled for months. Ozzy Albies just crossed over the thirty home run hundred RBI threshold. And this isn't the first year he's put up those big numbers. I think his diminutive, diminutive size. I think the fact that he's playing with those guys, he gets overlooked even locally. Like, what is the thought on Ozzy nationally? Uh, I don't think that there's a, a full awareness of him nationally in terms of fan base, but there's going to be. Um, I'm trying to come up with a, a great comp in history. Um, you know what? For me, because I covered the Padres, I, I think that he's going to be a lot like Tony Gwynn. And I'm not talking about a guy who's going to win eight batting titles. But I think by the end of Tony's career, people were like, that guy's a great player. And he's not only a great player, but he's highly respected for how he carries himself. I had uh, Brian Sector on my podcast last week, and we talked about Ozzy and his personality. 
And you and I told him, I said, he's one of my favorite guys now to watch in games, not only because of his interactions with Acuna Jr. and his teammates, but to see the way that others, other players respond to him, it really is like what I used to see with Tony Gwynn. Like, other players had so much respect for Tony. They have so much respect for Ozzy. It's the way that you see other players respond to, you know, Mike Trout now, where other players, uh, folks on other teams, they know how good he is, and they find, um, you know, such joy in the way that he plays. And I think as he goes through his career, uh, he's going to ascend to the point that when we get to an all-star game, uh, you know, the, the Fox network or, you know, maybe it's us who carries the all-star game some year, will say, you know what, put a microphone on Ozzy because that will be so much fun. He really is one of my favorite people in the game. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. Uh, I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings, boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. When I like the word used, he does play with that joy, right? It's And the story... The story besides that, Buster, he's a shortstop in the minors. He moves to second with, with Dansby coming over. Didn't make a big deal out of it. Now he plays gold level, level second base. Uh, Bobby Cox, when he was in the minors, said, and this was because the size, but he goes, he reminds me of, of Altuve with his bat. And Altuve took a minute before he really like developed into the hitter he was. To see Ozzy, his first full season three years ago, kind of go on this path, it's just it's been scary to see how quick he's figured all this stuff out. Yep. Uh, and I, I would expect that as we go forward, he'll continue to get even better because he's demonstrated, you know, we, uh, the question, the, you know, early in his career, you know, what kind of a left-handed hitter will he become? Because right. he clearly was better as a right-handed hitter. Well, he's getting better. He's figuring those things out. 
I, I don't know what his ceiling is going to be exactly. I just know he's going to be a ton of fun to watch. (laughs) So I want your view on the Freddie Freeman situation because I'll give you the local perspective, as you might expect. We all thought this would have been done in the offseason. Then, you know, it started to get weird. You'd hear Freddie say, we haven't talked. My representatives haven't talked. Uh, Alex would say things are fine, but no, we haven't we haven't discussed it yet. Then there were more whispers from Freddie of you know houses for sale and you know West Coast talk, and not from him, but around him. So, what is your view on why a deal isn't done, and what is your your best guess on how this plays out? I think that uh, because of the the fact that there's corporate ownership for the Braves, I think they want to know what the context is going to be with the upcoming CBA. Um, you know, there would be, you know, let's say it was a family ownership. It was, uh, you know, Artie Moreno uh, owned the team or an individual owned the team. I think a deal would already get, have gotten done. Uh, I think in the case of the Braves, though, that the, you know, the, on the business side, they want to have a full understanding of what the context is going to be after the next CBA is negotiated in the upcoming offseason. And I think after that's done, I think that he will wind up re-signing with the Braves because I think he has more value to the Braves than any other franchise. His situation reminds me a lot of Derek Jeter in the latter latter half of his career where, you know, you'd hear similar things, noises. You know, the contract talks are are not going great. Uh, You know, would Derek leave? Would the Yankees actually let him go? Um, But I think both sides realize what a valuable asset he was to the franchise. Let's face it, he's this generation's uh, Chipper Jones. Oh, that's a perfect way to say it. Let me add one element. I'm curious. So Liberty Media, it's a it's a weird thing because they're not a local group. We grew up, a lot of us, with the Ted Turner era of like what you just said. One guy, he was going to pay whatever he had to pay, and it was going to be fine. Liberty's this billion-dollar conglomerate that has to answer to stockholders and, and the corporate entity that is not local at all. Um, so in Atlanta, you can imagine there's you know a lot of angry folks anytime Liberty Media's name is brought up. How are they viewed as far as ownership groups around baseball? Um, um, among the more restrictive because, uh, you know, we, we get to the trade deadline, for example, we just had the Yankees this summer and Hal Steinbrenner at any point has the power to unilaterally just say, you know what, spend a lot more money. Uh, Mark Walters, who runs the Dodgers, has the power unilaterally, as he did last winter in the Trevor Bauer negotiations, to say, we're going to stomp the Mets out. We're going to win that bidding for Trevor Bauer. With the Braves, it's not that way. You know, between the Braves and the Blue Jays are the two teams that are sort of viewed as when they get their budget, it's really hard for for that to bend. And the budget can't be formed for next year until the next collective bargaining agreement is set. And that's when the Braves front office will get their numbers. Here's why I think eventually they come back, besides the fact that Freddie's worth more to the Braves than any other franchise. Um, Typically, after CBAs are negotiated, uh, teams get much more aggressive. You see more spending. Like, I think the Yankees, for example, their payroll this year is at 210. If you told me next year they were 290, that wouldn't shock me. Wow. Um, I, so I think that you will see the Braves, unless we have an all-out you know, labor war that drags on for months and months and months, I think the Braves will wind up spending more money. I think they just, uh, you know, the way their team is run, they just need that context before committing the dollars. Well, with that being said then, Buster, like we all think these negotiations are always going to be contentious because the two sides don't trust each other and don't like each other. What is your prediction on how this round of negotiations is going to go? I I think the two sides will work something out. I think it will go beyond the, the December 1st date. I think there's going to be a lockout of the players by the owners at some point, uh, but I think there's too much to lose for the players 
And, you know, as someone who back in the 90s, you know, talked to Tom Glavin and other leaders of the union, uh, I just don't think the players are as united as they've been in the past. I think they run a much greater risk of doing the nuclear option and holding out for an extended period of time. The, the unions lost significant power in recent negotiations. And the one thing that they can't have happen is, is, is to have this drag out into the spring because that's when I think their power will completely fragment. So I think they'll wind up making a deal with the owners a little bit better than what they got in 2016. But but to your point that whether it's a lockout or, or how it plays out, like we're going to have a very slow playoff season, free agency, and all that stuff until we get some some clarity on the CBA. That's that would be my guess. I think there's going to be a deal, uh, you know, potentially end of January, early February. It's going to be a mad rush through free agency period. You know, guys like Freddie will have to wait. But once the numbers are put in place, that's when I think that they'll move. And, and look, Freddie's a great player. You could see him naturally fit with a lot of different teams. Like, I mean, shoot, the Yankees, you know, to have a you know, good first baseman who's a, a left-handed hitter in their ballpark, Freddie would be a, uh, would be a tremendous fit for them. But, I, 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 you know, when push comes to shove and the numbers put in front of the Braves, especially with the team-friendly contracts they have with Ozzie um, and with Ronald Acuna Jr., they're in a position where they would have no excuse but to pay him. Buster, last thing for you, and, and appreciate you spending so much time here. Um... Do you have any, I don't know if it's a guess or educated um, insight on a Braves All-Star game and an Atlanta All-Star game in the future, how that would work coming back to Atlanta at some point? I do not. And I have not, I have not, uh, I have not asked that question, so I can't give you any, any uh, updated information. Buster, again, I, I can't thank you enough. Great information as always. Love uh, keeping up with you. Uh, do me a favor, mention your podcast so people can, uh, you, you said you had Snit on last week and give that a little push. Yeah, it's the Baseball Tonight podcast. Uh, you can find it at ESPN.com slash PodCenter. Love it, Buster. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts, don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When, when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much. When I'm talking about home or car insurance, you could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that, and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's Rhodes-Group.com. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S-Group.com. Or follow me on Real Matt Land on Twitter. You'll see the link. You can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. Locally owned, a great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates. Go to Rhodes-Group.com. Have them shop your rates They'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madland. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, uh-huh. and parties don't stop yeah. till Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 